0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: And that is line deep to left center field. It sends back Fletcher, still going back, looking up. See you later for Alex Bregman and the Astros are off to a one nothing lead and Brantley lifts this to center fairly deep going back on it Hermosillo still going back at the wall he leaps and that ball is gone a three run home run for Michael Brantley and the Astros lead grows to four to nothing Brantley with his 22nd homer of the year and he hit it to straightaway center swinging a mess got him on a high fastball an immaculate inning for Will Harris nine pitches, nine strikes, and he strikes out the side. The Astros have Verlander and Cole starting those two tomorrow night, Sunday afternoon. Cole will be looking for this 20th win, looking to increase his strikeout total. Verlander will be looking for his 3,000 strikeout, among other things. 1-1, that's lifted in the center. Marisnik to his left. He's there, makes the catch, and that is the ball game. The Houston Astros pick up their 105th win of the season. As they defeat the Los Angeles Angels by a final of 4 to nothing, Astros clinch home field throughout the American League playoffs.
2: There comes a time in everyone's life. When talk is cheap. And it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city.
3: This is why we play.
2: This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to Astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS.
1: Greetings from Angel Stadium of Anaheim in Anaheim, California, where tonight the Houston Astros take on the Los Angeles Angels in the penultimate game of the 2019 regular season. Astros with a 4-0 win over the Angels yesterday. Jose Urquidy six scoreless, struck out 2 home runs from Alex Bregman and Michael Brantley. Brantley a 3-run shot as the Astros have won 4 of their last 5. Angels have dropped 12 of their last 17 ball games. Astros 105 and 55, the American League West champions and the top seed in the AL playoffs 9 games ahead of Oakland in the division and they're 33 games ahead of the Angels, who are fourth in the West with a record of 72-88. and 88. It's time for today's pitching matchup, brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Well, it's Justin Verlander on the mound today, and Verlander getting a chance to pick up his 21st win and continue to make his case for a Cy Young. Oh, and by the way, he's six strikeouts from 3,000.
3: Yeah, that's going to be fun to watch. And there's a lot of things riding on these uh, last two stars and you don't think about these games meaning a whole lot but the Astros magic number down to to 1 for for home field advantage throughout the entire postseason if they can win one or the Dodgers would lose another and Verlander and Cole pitching those last two games uh, certainly it should help the Astros in that cause. Verlander's been unbelievable from day one all the way to this point right now as far as consistently uh, great all season long uh, and there's certainly something to be said for what Cole's been able to do uh, especially since May 22nd when he's been almost uh, unhittable. Meanwhile it's left-hander Jose Suarez on the mound for the
1: angels a 7.34 era astros seeing him for the fourth time this year
3: yeah and he's he's leaking oil to, to say the least and it maybe got to the big leagues a little bit early and there's been a lot of injuries and uh, needs for the angels to get some pitchers up and, and try to see what they have out of some of them but he's only 21 years old but it, uh, really the last 10 appearances right now in era north of nine so uh, i'm sure he's going to be glad when this one's over piece of the game, brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models.
1: Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, you look at the way this road trip has gone, and the Astros have three wins out of the four games they've played so far. Three shutout victories, almost throwing a no-hitter uh, with Zach Reinke in the game in Seattle on Wednesday and then a great performance by Jose Urquidy last night in six scoreless innings as he continues to state his case for the uh, postseason roster and Astros
3: pitching very well right now. They are. And, man, Urquidy was so impressive last night. And and you think about going into that game for Urquidy, you know there was pressure on him mm-hmm. because he wants to be on the playoff roster. So he puts pressure on himself to go out there and perform and, and guarantee himself or, or at least put himself uh, in the hat as far as being selected. And then he just goes out there and dominates. Now, this Angels team is a little bit of a, a shell of itself uh, when, when you consider Trout and Otani and some of those guys. But, man, just under control, uh, breaking stuff behind the count, doing all the things that you would need to do in a playoff situation. Situation. Urquidy ch- checked off all those boxes. Uh, pitching's been great. I mean, that's what you're hoping for at this this time of the year. Uh, A.J. Hinch mapped it out. He wants to get all of his relievers in there a couple times during uh, this last four-game series. So everything's going really swimmingly right now for the Astros. Coming up next, we'll go into the
1: coach's corner and talk with Mickey Story. He's with the Big League Club right now. He's the manager
3: for AAA
1: Round Rock. And, Steve, who did you get for uh, pregame today?
3: Uh, Mr. Jeff Blum. Uh, he, it's, he's excited. This, this is the last day he has to to wear a suit during the season. <laughs> so I thought I'd, I'd get that uh, documented. <laughs> All right. We'll be back with more of Astro Launch after this. What's
1: even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford Boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that good into the Landry's Crawford Boxes. How about cracking open a
2: delicious Crawford Bock? Carbox Crawford Bock pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh-inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So,
1: root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Mickey Story, manager of uh, AAA Round Rock this past season and uh, former Astros pitcher. Got to the big leagues with the Astros in, in 2012 and uh, got to manage in Quad City the, the year before that. Uh, during your playing career, did you ever think you'd be in this position as a, as a minor league coach or manager? Or was uh, something something you didn't think about until after you were done?
4: Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously to, to get back into pro baseball after going through the whole grind and everything is not something you, you necessarily think of while you're playing, just because everyone thinks they're going to play for 10 to 15 years in the big leagues and run a long career. So it wasn't a... Something I thought about a ton in pro ball, but it was definitely something I thought about as as a young kid, and always had a passion for for um, coaching and and managing in specific, and you know being a being a former pitcher and kind of you know what what guys think of, of that situation. It's not something you see a lot, but it was something I always you know prided myself on knowing the game and paying attention to, and and could only hope uh, to to be where I am at now, managing in AAA and being being up here in September. Um, brought on with AJ and stuff, it's, it's something I'll never forget and, and grateful for every day. Yeah, you mentioned being a former pitcher. Don't see a whole lot of former pitchers become
1: managers at any level. Usually, they go the pitching coach route or something along those lines. But this was something you knew you wanted to do that you didn't. You didn't want to be uh, limited to being a pitching coach because that was a position you played.
4: Yeah, absolutely. i um, You know, mostly uh, I took, like I said, I took pride in, in knowing the game a lot better than you know. Not, not the pitching coaches don't, but they're kind of just right. zoned in on pitching and hitting. Coaches zoned in on hitting. Um, you know, the game strategy and, and operation and um, court, coordinating stuff, you know, it's kind of dealing with players' personalities and kind of, you know, being all, all everything and being able to lead a team was something I always wanted to do. And uh, the Astros gave me the opportunity and, you know, grateful for it every day. Thankful for Jeff, you know, keeping keeping a line throughout the years after I left here as a player and, and giving me the opportunity to fill my dreams after playing and, and managing.
1: Now, you we're at round rock this year at a ball the year before there's some people who feel like triple a is the hardest level to manage at because you have guys on their way up guys on their way down guys who feel like they don't belong there uh things things of that nature what was the transition like from you managing at the triple a level for the first time
4: yeah it's definitely an adjustment and, and i would second you know the fact that it's it's a tough level just in a sense because you you got to deal with personalities i mean it's and it's essentially, you know, similar to the big leagues where where you, you're not X's and O's and everything and you're not just, you know, busting guys down like you do an a ball and work, 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 and drill, 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 and it's this way or that way. It's it's personalities and clubhouse culture and um, trying to keep guys, you know, even keel and, and help them through a tough time, which AAA is a tough time, just because you see guys go up and, you know, it sets into the other guys, why am I not going up, and... People have families and kids, and it, it's a career, and you know, finances are, are getting thin if you haven't made it. So, um, but it, it's something I, I embrace and, and excited about. I think I did a good job. Um, being able to keep a balance and in, in getting with guys and communicating well with them um, seeing guys when they're down a little bit pulling them in pulling them aside and you know have have life talks not just baseball talks but yeah it, it's definitely a level where there, there's more to the game than just the game it's it's the off the field stuff and keeping guys you know in the loop and keeping them keeping them hungry to to keep pushing forward
1: one thing we saw a lot of this year triple-a is a lot of guys moving around we saw Kyle Tucker, outfielder, playing some first base. Miles Straw, of course, playing shortstop. And then some second base. Uh, Taylor Jones, who had a really good year as a first baseman, saw some time in the outfield. And was it one of those things that you... Had to, to kind of pitch to guys, or was it something in most cases guys understood the the value of having an ability to play multiple positions?
4: Yeah, I think initially it, it was, there was there was some uh, pitching involved, you know. But when you started to see the emergence of uh, Miles Straw getting to the big leagues and playing a, a good amount of games a shortstop, you know, before long we had you know guys asking, hey, can I try a new position? And it was it was much easier at that point because. The one thing about being versatile is it gives you a chance to stay in the big leagues it gives you a chance to have a 25 man and and we had you know evidence of, of straw doing it and marwin gonzalez doing it the years in the past and uh you know jones having uh, having good success at, at left field and third base and mm-hmm. and you know we had rojas for a time who who made every position look like it was a natural position it was something where you know at first it was like hey you want to try this let's try this and it was you know a little hesitant but you know, guys. Guys did a heck of a job. We had the number one defense in the PCL in the previous ten seasons. So it was, it was something where you know, even even for myself, you felt out of place on days with guys out of position. But it always seemed to work itself out, and guys just got better and better and more comfortable. And uh, as it went on, it's better for their careers. It's better for the organization.
1: All right, Mickey Story, manager for the Astros AAA club at Round Rock. Glad you're up with the big league club at the end of the season and uh, continued success. Thank you. I appreciate it back with more of Astro launch right after this
2: Astros fans whether you're enjoying the game at your favorite sports bar or at Minute Maid Park please make sure you plan ahead for a safe ride home from your friends at Silver Eagle Distributors Houston and Budweiser well,
3: hanging out with Blummer before the second to last game of the season and Jeff uh, just a couple more things for the Astros to kind of do these last two games and number one The first thing we're going to be talking about this weekend is Verlander and Cole both going for the Cy Young Award. Verlander gets the first one today, but it's been fun to watch, hasn't it?
0: It has been absolutely incredible what these guys have been able to do because both you and I got to play in the in the mid to late 90s, early 2000s, so we've seen what we thought was the best of the best with Pedro Martinez. Randy. Or Randy Johnson and Curt Schilling, what they did as a tandem. So we know what strikeouts are yeah. uh, just from watching and facing those guys, but now to be sitting in the booth and recognize what we've seen all season long kind of puts things in perspective, and it's been an absolute blast for me, and I've absolutely run out of words to explain how good these guys have been. That's why I keep saying absolutely.
3: All right, I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, who do you think Cole. is going to win? You think Cole's going to win? I think Garrett Cole. Really? It's so... kind
0: of, it's kind of odd. I'm not sure, but I th- for me, it depends on you know, how well Verlander does today. If he doesn't allow a run, then he gets that ERA title back. Mm-hmm. But that was one of the things that jumped out for me last time out was Garrett Cole getting the strikeout title, overcoming uh, the first two months and the strikeout numbers with the ERA.
3: Do you think it hurts Verlander, uh, the fact that that Cole's been so good since May 22nd, that he's been so dominant, but Verlander, over the course of the entire season, he's been probably better?
0: Yes, I, I absolutely agree with that. I think it's been incredible what Cole has done down the stretch. But if you're looking at a guy who goes out there consistently and gives you a max effort every single time he has been out there, literally for the last 32, 33 starts, it has been Justin Verlander. If you take that kind of look at it, then I think it goes Justin Verlander's way because he has been the model of consistency and greatness at the same time.
3: All right. What grade are your triplets in? Freshman, high school. So they're in ninth grade. Garrett Cole has not lost a game since they were in eighth grade.
0: That's a good point. I like that. In May. In May. That was the last time, May 22nd or 27th. So he hasn't lost a game, and he's racked up maybe about 250 strikeouts in that time, too. Mm -hmm. And another thing I just found out, and I actually emailed you this, he has 316 strikeouts, correct? Right. He's given up 160 hits. It's almost half. (laughs) All right.
3: right, That's enough of those two. All right. uh, Michael Brantley, the home run yesterday, three-run homer. it's not far-fetched to say he's been scuffling this month, and it's hard to imagine him scuffle the way he swings it. But uh, what have you seen, and what'd you like in that swing with that three-run homer?
0: Yeah, his uh, his idea of struggling is a little bit different than some <laughs> other guys around the league. You know, if he goes 0 for 15, it's you know the world kind of stops and we try and figure out how to fix him. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought it was interesting earlier in the first game of this series against a left-hander. He got a base hit going the other way, and that's where he's really done a good job of taking advantage of his swing and his approach to, to shorten those slumps. But what I saw last night was a guy who has been hitting the ball hard in this, in this little bit of a slump. He hasn't been striking out a ton. But I also think it was a guy, for me, that went to school on what Luis Garcia was doing last night with all the sliders. That was really the one pitch that Garcia was having a good time getting in the strike zone and getting ahead. He put Altuve away with that slider, and he got himself ahead in the count, maybe 1-0, I believe it was, got that slider on the outside corner. And when you're behind on the fastball, sometimes that off speed can get you locked back in but he got the foot down timing was right and how often do we actually see michael brantley drive a ball to center field that's what i i enjoyed the most is him going dead central
3: when you get in a bad habit as a hitter and usually it seems like it's the same thing with pitchers that front side flies open right Mm -hmm. yep so so that decreases your power decreases your your plate coverage all those things how hard is that to fix and take out into the game because i know you do your drills to to stop it
0: it is hard to fix because like you said when you open up you lose the outside portion of the plate Mm -hmm. and when you try and correct that what do you do you overcompensate so you start to close off that front side and all of a sudden you can't get to the inside pitch and i think as a hitter it's hard to remind yourself that in order to keep from flying open you don't close it off you stay straight or you stay pointed towards the pitchers so that you can still cover the entire play. So but it's Yeah, there's a little bit of a balance there, but sometimes you got to overcompensate a little bit to get back to that balance. And it's extremely tough because pitchers know that. You guys know that. The information these guys get are so quick. So that's what makes that adjustment tough is because the pitchers are going to go out there and abuse you and understand that you're trying to compensate for that and they work around it. But uh, it usually just takes one swing to get you locked back in.
3: Talking with Jeff Blum, of course. Blummer, what sticks out most about the this Astros team compared to maybe the last two or three years?
0: Um, I mean, the, the continuity in the clubhouse has always impressed me. And one thing I've always been jealous of these guys about is that not only are they, they good, talented, driven, uh, desire to win, the whole thing, but they actually legitimately cheer for each other. And that's something that I think is truly special in this game and might help them propel a little bit farther into the playoffs, if not the World Series. But I think offensively, it's two things. It's the ability to strike out hitters. So the pitching side has been unbelievable for me as far as the Astros being able to strike guys out. And on the other hand, the biggest stat that comes out to me is their two-strike ability to get hits. They're, they lead the league in two-strike batting average. I think it's right around 200. So it's not you know, exceedingly great, but it's the best. And that tells me that they don't strike out a lot, which is really impressive this day and age.
3: Especially when you're going to face the type of pitching that they're going to face. <laughs> yeah. is you got to shorten up at two strikes at some point point, just put it in play.
0: No, absolutely, and I think that's over the course of the year. All those at-bats they've had in two strikes and the success they've seen and the ability to command the strike zone is really going to help them out because you're right, what we've seen here in the last week between Seattle and Anaheim, no offense to these guys, but they're not playoff caliber type pitching, and that's what they're going to see. All
3: right, first round of the, the playoff series, you're going to face the, the winner of the wild card, and it's going to be between Oakland and Tampa Bay. Who's the tougher matchup for the Astros?
0: Um both of them are different ball clubs for me cuz Tampa Bay is heavy on the pitching side their pitching kind of fears you know scares me a little bit mm-hmm. just because I'm I'm in the camp of pitching and defense win championships and the pitching for the Tampa Bay Rays might have an opportunity to shut down the Astros lineup for a little bit I think mm-hmm. eventually they do get them get them but it's going to take a lot of work plus the Astros hate playing in that in that ballpark so I don't know if that's going to affect them at all mm-hmm. but uh I I like the idea of the Astros facing the Oakland A's pitching staff, but at the same time, I don't want to see it turn into a a slugfest because the Oakland A's can swing it.
3: Especially late in the games. They they feel like they're never out of it.
0: Yeah, that is absolutely their mentality. I think that is their mentality is they never think they're out of it. All season long, they've been playing that way because they got off to a slow start, yet we see how they finished. and There's a little bit of a swagger or arrogance about them, too, that's kind of frightening.
3: I'm gonna tell you this, man. We're gonna miss you in the postseason. I mean, we're gonna hang out in the offseason, But uh, thanks for the friendship and thanks for catching up.
0: No, that's the best part about this gig. Is tonight's my last night in a suit. I'm incredibly <laughs> happy about that because I can't stand this thing. But yeah, one of the one of the joys of this game and this job is showing up, watching this team, but also hanging out with the great crew on the radio side, most notably you, Steve Sparks. But uh, yeah, it's been a good year, man.
1: Will Harris into the game for the Astros bottom of the eighth for nothing Astros on top of the Angels Caleb Coward leads off Harris's first pitch is a cutter on the inside corner and it's nothing in one Coward 0 for 2 tonight Harris 4 and 1 3 saves 1.53 ERA in 66 games 58 and two-thirds innings 42 hits 14 walks 59 strikeouts 0-1 Swing and a miss at another cutter inside and it's quickly 0 and 2
3: to Coward Harris has just given up six hits in his last 20 games. Was last seen getting the save in Seattle on Wednesday, getting the
1: final two outs after Granke's no-hitter was broken up. 0-2. Swing and a miss. Got him on a breaking ball. Picked out of the dirt by Torino's. Throws to first for the
3: out. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night for Caleb Coward. One away. He's just been in a phenomenal groove. Will leveraging the count in his favoring. Getting hitters to chase that breaking ball in the dirt, typically.
1: Defensive changes for the Astros as Jake Mariznick's now in center field. Over to left goes Kyle Tucker. Over to right goes George Springer. So Michael Brantley hit the two-out, three-run home run in the top of the eighth, now out of the game. First pitch to Thice. and that's at the knees for a strike, nothing and one. Third pitcher tonight for the Astros, Jose Urquidy, outstanding. Six scoreless, allowed just three hits and a walk. Ryan Presley, one, two, three, seventh. Now Harris, 0-1. Swing and a miss, went after a high one, and
3: it's nothing and two. And that's something that Will Harris has added to his repertoire, throwing that cut fastball up in the zone to get the chase. It's been a good pitch for him. Outfield shaded the other way against
1: Theis. Now the 0-2. Swing and a miss, got him on a high fastball. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night for Matt Thice. Two out. Here's Michael Hermosillo. So for 2 with a fly out. And a double play ground out. Angels have grounded in the two double plays tonight. These two teams, the Astros and Angels, grounded in more double plays than any other teams in baseball. Three infielders on the left side. Outfield shaded to pull. Four-nothing Astros, last of the eighth. First pitch. Swing and a miss at a curveball. Nothing and one. and I think the backswing may have gotten a piece of Chirinos. He's on his knees, appears to be a little shaken
3: up. It's been May. will bring a baseball out to Harris to buy Chirinos some time. Well, we're 78% of the way to an immaculate inning. Seven pitches, two outs, and one strike here. Derenos walking it off now. Appears to
1: be okay, at least as okay as you can be when you get hit by a baseball bat. It's 0-1 to Hermosillo. Harris, the kick, and the pitch. And that breaking ball's in there for a strike, and it's nothing and two. All right,
3: one pitch away. This could be an immaculate inning. Don't get to see these very often. Hermosillo steps back in there. I think there's just been about five or six in Astros history. Here's the 0 2. Swing and a miss.
1: Got him on a high fastball. An immaculate inning for Will Harris. Nine pitches, nine strikes, and he strikes out the side. Welcome back. Let's take a look around Major League Baseball. This team's race for the pennant brought to you by Apache. Apache Corp. Exploring what's possible. Well, uh, a lot has been decided as far as the the postseason picture is concerned. Still a few games. A uh, few things needed to be decided over these last couple of days of the, the regular season. And the Astros, with their win yesterday, clinching home field throughout the uh, AL portion of the playoffs, at least. Dodgers winning earlier over San Diego, so the Astros' magic number to clinch home field uh, throughout the postseason all the way through the World Series is still at one. But uh, Astros now know who they're going to play Kinda. They know they're going to play the winner of the AL wildcard game. It's either going to be Oakland or Tampa Bay. And, of course, those are two teams that, especially Oakland, that the Astros are very familiar with.
3: Yeah, you know what? It, but those two teams don't know where they're going to play. They're right. Play. They're still they're figuring uh, that out. Yeah, either Oakland or Tampa Bay. And Oakland's got a little bit of an advantage there right now. So they're probably going to play on the West Coast. But that doesn't mean a whole lot. Since 2012 uh, in those Wild Card games, uh, the home teams are just 8-6. and six since then there's only been one season it was in 2017 where both home teams of the wild card won those games so it's not a guarantee to to get that and charlie morton slated to pitch that wild card game for tampa and he's going to be a handful for anybody astros know a thing or two
1: about winning wild card games on the road doing that in 2015 the
2: chase for the pennant
1: for a third straight year happens here the astros win the al west
2: And headed to the postseason. Astros Radio. We win three more series. We're going to hang another flag. Enjoy tonight. (laughs) Houston's exclusive hometown call. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best